0: movie fans and welcome back to another episode of the uncharted media podcast this is episode 182 the stranger things season 4 volume 2 will be dropping this friday and i feel like that's all i'm seeing on my social media feed Mm -hmm. in a rare bit of good marketing from netflix wow what a shocker uh so that's what we're going to talk about this week no real structure to the discussion we're just gonna just shoot it when it comes to Stranger Things. Our overall thoughts on the show, general predictions for the finale, uh, who we think is going to live, who we think is going to die, the future of the show, um, what we'd like, what we don't like, just a general Stranger Things discussion because get capitalize on that search engine optimization. So uh, hopefully, some of that overwhelming Stranger Things fan base finds us for this. But uh, Josh, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm chilling like a villain, my dude.
0: <laughs> ain't got
1: much going on besides so work and reading i'm plowing through a book and it's it's i'm in the back third of it and it is gosh it's hard to put down um like last night i think i was up to like 1 reading and then like literally right before we got on to this i was like ah i, I have like 10 minutes i got enough for another like few paragraphs i, I gotta, I gotta keep, keep going so it's 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 held my attention
0: so you haven't been read, you've been watching anything or just reading straight through?
1: Uh, I've been reading a lot,
0: but unfortunately,
1: uh, Fantastic Beasts is Where to Find Them and The Secrets of Dumbledore is on HBO Max. And my dad was like, hey, let's watch it. And I was like, I mean, I'm going to have to watch it eventually, I guess. Uh, so d- you,
0: you didn't have to watch it at all.
1: I mean, I know, but like there's a part of me that like wants, just wants to know what's happening. You know what I mean? um yeah that's a thing that happens it's a thing it's uh both visually stunning and bland at the same time which i don't understand how they do that uh the bits that are the most charming are all of the bits with newt and animals um and the rest of it's kind of Forgettable, and they definitely tried to do something like ah, oh, like a bait and switch. Ah, oh, I got you, but like at the same time, it's kind of like, all right, sure,
0: whatever. So, Shang is not good. Yeah, better than Crimes like, of Grindelwald.
1: See, but like Crimes of Grindelwald had that awesome opening scene, uh, with with Johnny Depp and and like him doing all the cool magic stuff, but like. I'd say, yeah, at the end of it, I, I appreciate that they finally, instead of skirting around it, open it with uh, Dumbledore confessing the love thing um, and said, like, it's one of those like, we all know it's there, but they ha- so they finally say it, but then like they don't really acknowledge it really at the rest of the movie. So it's kind of there. It's just lip to get,
0: service and lip service yeah. alone.
1: It's like, all right, guys, we did it. See now, like, leave us alone so we can move on. <laughs>
0: so i watched two very very different movies oh yeah Uh, the first one i watched is a horror movie from i believe it was either 2019 or 2020 the night house on hbo max um it's in the same vein as the babadook kind of of like a woman just lost her husband and spooky things start happening in the lakefront house that she lives on love it you need to watch it but if you do do it like i did watch it super late at night with your headphones on because the audio mixing on this movie is like on par with the strangers in terms Interesting. of like i All don't right. like this uh it i will, without saying spoilers it almost lost me at the end but with the way that they actually wrap it up i'm like okay this is still ambiguous enough that it's up for interpretation as to what's actually happening it's great got great cinematography and a lot of the good scares and this come from cinematography there's a couple parts that i absolutely jumped um as a whole pretty good now on the complete flip side (laughs) i'm gonna need the audience not to judge me because i was just kind of bored i was just like i've heard about this movie and i feel like i just need to turn my brain off and watch something Stan Helsing. Have you heard of this one, Josh?
1: I don't think I have. It's it's one of those, it sounds familiar, but I can't place it anywhere.
0: It's like this stupid, like a disaster movie, epic movie type with Stan Helsing, a like stoner burnout that's like an ancient descendant of Van Helsing, apparently. Is it good? Absolutely not did i laugh a couple times i'd be lying if i said i didn't uh (laughs) this is the type of movie then when we watched stupid stuff in college this is something we would have watched like were you there with us was it like fdr american badass or something like that and it was like where it was like (laughs) franklin delano roosevelt was secretly like a playboy, like, gun-toting superhero type of story. What and it had, like, in the world? It was the most bizarre story. Um, I'd be lying if I said I didn't laugh a couple times in this. Is there a stupid, like, parody movie, fart humor, poop humor from time to time? Absolutely. But at the same time, I will give credit where credit is due. And that there's actually some very clever homages to other horror properties. Some very on the nose because they think their audience is stupid others are actually surprisingly well done whether it's like copying cinematography verbatim or like they run out of a building like a bar or something and the bar is called carpenters a reference to john carpenter going okay that's your movie's still stupid very stupid but but (laughs) you did some stuff right there's a couple jokes in there that i was like okay That's actually funny, and then obviously because it's a mid-2000s comedy, you have to have some low-hanging fruit with Michael Jackson jokes, like the easy stuff, but also it's always entertaining to watch those movies, those type of movies, the parody movies, no matter how good or how bad they are, because they're such a time capsule of the era, and that was just like flashback to, oh yeah, that was a thing, wasn't it? Um,
1: Oh gosh, I feel that. I feel that in my bones. There was like, because my mom is still go walking, making her way through Gilmore Girls. And uh there's a lot of references they make in that show that I'm very much like, oh, dude, I haven't thought about that in forever. Also, I caught my mom looking at episode descriptions of the, the final season. And I was like, you, stop it. Like, she she's the kind of lady that like, Uh, she will read a book and it'll start to get really good. And she's like, I got to know how it ends. And we'll flip to the last page, find out how it ends, and then go back to reading the rest of the book. I was like, what? See,
0: Why? My my (laughs) my mom is not that bad. She just has to know that it's got a happy ending. If you just tell her, okay, it's got a happy ending, she'll be on board. But she has to have that happy ending. Like, there's great movies out there. She did not like Infinity War the first time we watched it because they don't win. I'm going, they have to lose now in order to win down the road type of thing. Um she just has to have, have a happy ending. Uh but yeah, Heather and I've also had that with Smallville of like, oh, the 2000s were a thing, weren't oh, they? Dude. I remember there's one episode we watched that they're just like they're so proud of it they're like special musical guest all-American rejects and I'm going, Ah, oh, the two thousands. Yeah, dude.
1: They, I think they're still around. Actually, they still tour every now and then. I don't, they haven't like made an album in forever, but like,
0: yeah, they're still around. Boy. <laughs> so, Josh, you ready to get into the news?
1: Yep. All right, guys, get ready for a rant.
0: <laughs> yeah, Josh. Josh is not far off, but it might not be as rant-filled as you think. But for you guys at home. I will try to live up to what I'm sure all of you are expecting me to go off on with this. And that is Mr. Clean, Bobby himself, Bob Chapek, the CEO of Disney that he's trying to run into the ground. Has a new contract and will be the CEO of the Disney company for the next three years on. And I'm just going. The sad thing is. Literally everyone outside of the board wants him gone. But the board of directors is so far with their head in the sand that they do not see the problem. They're just like, oh yeah, he's doing a great job. As literally the granddaughter of Roy Disney is mounting a rally to try and get this man fired. The board's going... Ah, that's just a blip on the radar. We have faith in him. I'm going, so you don't care about the company that you're on the board for. Got it. If this was like two or three weeks ago, my rant would be much more expletive-laced and Mm -hmm. angry and just rage-filled. And it's still, I feel it deep down, but I'm older now than my last Bob chapek rant. So I'm tired, and I'm not surprised by this anymore. We had heard a few days ago that there was some meeting of the board happening, and there was whispers of him getting a contract renewal. Because, thank you, screw you, bye. You Disney does not care what you think anymore. That's why I'm just like, as much as I want to rant on this topic, I'm tired. I don't care. This is a bad relationship all around. Of if you're not gonna try in this relationship. I'm not going to try either. I'm out. All right. That's how you want to do things? Like, I've been out for a while, but like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But like, if Disney doesn't want us around anymore, I'm not sticking around. There's this great place down the street that's killing them. And also, you know, has a third park that they're building while Disney has yet to announce a new ride coming at all. Like, the Tron ride has been in development. I don't know since before I got into college, maybe it feels like it's been that long. But after that, they have no new rides announced that they're actively working on. Whereas your competitor down the street has a whole freaking theme park that Josh will spend all his money on because how to train your dragon will be there. Well, yeah, obviously (laughs) it's just like, I want to be mad at this and I am, but just like nothing surprises me with Bob paycheck anymore. Like, It's just all stupidity, one after the other, and the board are enablers. That's the word to describe them. They're enablers. They let him do stupid stuff. Do stupid stuff, get stupid prizes. That's what's happening here. Mm. Josh, you see Bob Idiot is getting renewed for three more years?
1: (laughs) Uh, That just tells me that the the board of directors only cares about money, because from a money standpoint he's bringing in quite a bit but But he's also
0: the stock has plummeted under his watch
1: absolutely so it kind of depends on where you're looking i guess but mr bobby chap he's just he's going to run the company into the ground it is i think if i'm kind of like you i'm mad but i think i'm more disheartened because this was an opportunity this was an opportunity for them to be like you know what we've seen the the uh his actions these past couple of years like year or year or so and you know what he's really just not what we envisioned as far as the future of disney so let's go ahead and move on from him and you know get somebody else in the chair but with that that was their opportunity but now it's like all right cool so i guess we'll wait another three years for them to i don't know disappoint us again by making the same decision and extending his contract i i hope that in 3 years that that cuz now the excuse of oh well it was covid is gone so now he's got 3 years to like actually prove himself actually do some good work and you know what I'm going to try to be as positive as I can with this. Maybe Chapek is going to surprise us. Maybe he turns the things around and he starts being more artist-focused and more... Uh, I, I I say that and I'm like I, I I want to
0: laugh at you it mean, because
1: it's just so funny to think You mean about. the
0: Manda has yet to show up to a single movie premiere under his watch? He's not yeah. shown up to any of the Marvel ones. Yeah. You know, the one Pixar movie that he's released in theaters in his tenure. Also, oh boy! This will get me fired up for those people that have been waiting for the rant. So, at the... Oh, balls. What's the most recent Marvel mediocre movie? Thor! Thor came out recently, and they had their big red carpet debut. I guess I missed that there's a Chapek as a producer on Thor. Bob Chapek's son is a producer for Marvel. I'm going... What? (laughs) Wow. Wow nepotism much like the sad thing is I didn't even have to see the name of the guy to know that he was a Chapek because I could just see it in his face and go oh you are clearly Bob Chapek's son because you have a punchable face like I don't know how long this guy has been producer but I'm just going really you're a producer at Marvel when your dad just happens to be the CEO of Disney the company that runs Marvel really um <sighs> But, like, the problem is, and has always been from day one with Bob J. Peck, whether it's him as CEO, whether it's him in charge of the parks, the man does not know how to take criticism or work within a group setting. He's Mm -hmm. always been of the mindset that I am right and I'm in charge, which means you listen to what I say. And that was the exact opposite with Iger. Iger There was times that he put his foot down of, I'm the boss, I'm in charge. And you need that. But at times, he'd be like, okay, I defer this to you. You are what's best for this. You know what's the best thing to do here. You be in charge of this. Whereas Chapek is, I want it done a very specific way. And no, you cannot change my mind. But also, he's the king of cutting corners. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to blame Chapek for the decline in quality for Marvel. But I'll kind of blame them in a sense of we've rapidly ramped up how much Marvel stuff we get. And the quality, I think, is suffering because we've overexerted it. And also, not from just a storytelling perspective, but much has been made recently about the quality of the visual effects of quite mm-hmm. a few Disney projects lately, and I would not be surprised at all if he's responsible for that. of uh, Once again, cutting corners. Say what you will about the Obi-Wan series. I thought the finale was okay, but there was quite a few moments in the finale that I audibly kind of winced, going, oh, that's your finished CG there? Or yeah. people have pointed out a little bit in the Thor Love and Thunder trailer or some footage that's come out of like, we filmed this using the volume from Mandalorian going, yeah, it kind of looks like you filmed this yeah. on a green screen, which is not what you want from the, meh, not what you want from the volume. It's just if there's any bright light to this, it's that it's only a three-year contract. It's not like a mm-hmm. ten-year contract, which I'm getting the vibe that executives run on three-year contracts because I think it was like a year, maybe last year or earlier this year. Time after 2020 time is just a weird thing. The Kathleen mm-hmm. Kennedy's contract got extended for three years when everyone was calling for her head. So maybe executive contracts are a three year thing. I'm surprised that they didn't say we'll extend your contract for a year. You have a year. You were on thin ice with us as is. Cause I checked this, the Disney stock when he took over, it was at about a dollar 50 a share. Now it's in double digits. It's almost plummeted and I'm going, yeah, this, this guy is not good for business here. Um, it's, I want to be mad. I just, I'm just tired. I'm, I'm tired of this. Yeah. Like <laughs> it
1: just, yeah, like you said, just tired. Uh, it, it's hard because. There's some stories here with the, that Marvel's putting out that on paper I found very very interesting and I was very excited for, but like, No Way Home was the last good Marvel movie we've had, post, uh, Infinity War and Endgame. So it's like, so, all
0: right, what are we doing here on the Marvel side? Just just a thought I had. We're clearly building up to Secret Wars, right? Mm-hmm. It is going to be expensive to get some of these actors back if we're going to bring back potentially Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr. or even further back if we want to bring back a Hugh Jackman or you know bring back some of the X-Men that are still alive in that universe that could add up pretty quick will Bob Paycheck still want to have these big event movies and also like he hasn't sold anything off yet, but given his frugality, I wouldn't be surprised if he's looking at selling off certain assets. Mm. He hasn't yet. But looking at what's happening with uh, Lightyear's box office, clearly this man does not care about Pixar. Lightyear is flopping for a lot of reasons, and it's not the one people always flock to of just like, it's got this agenda. I don't think that has anything to do with it. It has a uber confusing marketing campaign that people even that are diehard uh toy story fans don't know how it connects to the toy story universe and most importantly you've conditioned us to not care about pixar movies over the past two years you have told us not directly but by your actions that pixar is quote-unquote lesser because you put pixar directly to streaming i am worried that soon chapek will be like, either you deliver at the box office, not just for Pixar, for any Disney project, either you deliver for us at the box office, or you're going to streaming, because chapek really likes streaming, and I'm worried that th- their theatrical output will diminish under his watch. Yeah, we'll still get the big tentpole Marvel stuff, and whatever's going on with Taika Waititi, Star Wars. We'll get those, but other than that, I see a lot of it going to streaming and I don't like that, especially as we'll talk about later. The box office is healthy again, healthier mm-hmm. than it's been in a very long time. But JPEC will be like, well, you know, I like the revenue to come back to us because that means I get paid more and can rip more people off.
1: Yeah. I just, I get worried. It, it, it is what it is. You know, he's going to do what he he's going to do what he's going to do. And it's frustrating. And, I'm just hoping that Star Wars and, uh, Marvel doesn't suffer because of it. Cause like, could you imagine, all right. Just, Kevin just,
0: Fogoli
1: works for
0: David Zazliff at Warner Brothers Discovery.
1: Dude, imagine, just imagine if Kevin left. And was like, and nobody, nobody at Marvel wanted to step up because of how Chapek does uh, treats people. Like imagine, like we build, we we spend another year building the Secret Wars, and then all of it's just gone.
0: Oh, and then Kevin Feige and John Favreau do a Superman movie for Warner Brothers Discovery, starring Henry Cavill. Just give Chapek <laughs> okay, okay, the biggest right. finger. Just go, nope. But I I am also worried about Chapek continuing to burn talent bridges because, Mm -hmm. you know, he's not a people person and you have to you have to meet your talent halfway. You've got to work with them like they were able to patch up the Scarlett Johansson stuff enough that she I think she's back for the Haunted Mansion movie that they're working on. But besides that, like you've you can't be the guy that definitively puts the hammer down for everything you you've mm-hmm. got to be willing to be a little bit flexible i know that's not in your nature bob because you clearly listen to us but like you've got to be imagine- willing to listen
1: <laughs> imagine if we're the only podcast He's, he listens we're to. the only <laughs>
0: podcast he listens to <laughs> oh boy so this next one is yeah. kind of a weird story but I'm kind of here for. And that is Lee Whannell, the director of the most recent, the Invisible Man movie, will be helming a reboot of the Green Hornet and Kato for Universal Pictures, which I'm going, oh, wow. So Universal doesn't really have any superheroes of their own that they can use, or do they? So it's just going, Green Hornet. Seth Rogen's busy working on Ninja Turtles. So uh, Lee Winnell! (laughs) that was a little too good there, Josh.
1: <laughs> uh, my good buddy, Seth. I'm excited. I'm really excited for <laughs> Timothy. <turn my> <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. No, sorry. I was just doing the, the Seth real life. You can, can keep going. Um,
0: right. <laughs> so, initially, people would be like, okay, Lee Winnell, the Invisible Man, but also... While I didn't love the Invisible Man, I point to another movie he did before the Invisible Man as, oh my gosh, yes, 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 have this guy do the Green Hornet movie. And that's the best Venom movie ever made called Upgrade. Of mm. Upgrade is basically a guy that gets, enha- gets these quote-unquote enhancements, symbiote, and the enhancements more or less start to take over his body and he can't remember anything, symbiote. Yeah. Um, symbiote. <laughs> you never made that connection josh no
1: i, I mean i kind of did but it's it's really funny to think about in that context but did you see upgrade um i don't think i did but i remember you seeing it and say it said it was really good and I, I just haven't had a chance to check it out
0: yes that upgrade has great cinematography and action stunt work so i'm going yes please uh i think there's enough interesting potential here it all depends on the cast I don't hate the Green Hornet movie with <laughs> but the problem is it was so forgettable like mm-hmm. it's not good enough to be memorable it's not bad enough to be lambasted forever it's just one of those like oh yeah I saw that like Eon Flux you remember it existing but you don't remember seeing it really uh,
1: Jeez! <laughs> yeah. Jeez! Pulled that one out of nowhere. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I think it all depends on who you cast as the Green Hornet and Kato, because as we all know, Kato's the one that like does all the work, and mm-hmm. the Green Hornet is the one that pays the bills. Um, I don't want to say you need kind of a vanilla Green Hornet, but you kind of need a guy that you can both like, but won't take away the attention from the clear and obvious choice to be kato simu liu aka oh, yeah. shang chi because let's go oh yeah um not just saying that because of his martial arts background i think he's got more than enough charisma that i think he could be great for the role um i trying to think of who else would be good for this i mean if this was a few years ago and a few less you know horrendous convictions later maybe army hammer because he's bland white meat enough but as we found out he likes the white meat
1: <laughs> anyway uh you could kind of twist it a little bit and uh do somebody like make the green hornet a little on the older side um maybe and this is only because it's it's my guy brendan Fraser. do have like him be the green hornet with she with, with simu as kato
0: so leonel got his start working alongside James Wan, the director. of mm-hmm. They worked mm-hmm. on Saw together. James Wan went on to do Insidious, The Conjuring, and Aquaman, all with this actor that I would absolutely go with for the Green Hornet, Patrick Wilson. Ooh. Yeah, I like this idea of, like,
1: the Green Hornet being a little bit older, and not because, like, traditionally, he's, like, this young upstart you know he he comes from a rich family and that's why he wants to make a difference blah 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 but like having him kind of be older than kato kind
0: of like really works for me as well or he always comes up whenever we talk about fan castings power rangers and aquaman's Ludie Lin because yeah start, yeah he's starting to get into like prime of his career and i'm going you've got some great hand-to-hand combat skills not that they were ever able to be showcased in aquaman but whatever. Um, or
1: really, Power Rangers.
0: <laughs> you mean, he did all of his own stunts with that fantastic choreography that was Power Rangers.
1: I mean, you know, in the, what, the one fight scene that happens? At the Krispy Kreme <laughs> of all places? <laughs> Let's go Krispy Kreme, baby! Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, literally, it was good. It would be a good idea as well. I, again, it kind of depends on your, the age of, of the Green Hornet that you, get, that you pick.
0: So... Next up, we've got a really good sign. Unless you're Bob Chapek or Universal, in which case you want to go out of your way to destroy the theatrical experience. But Top Gun Maverick is destroying everything right now, and honestly, I I don't want to get lean into hyperbole, but I'm gonna lean into hyperbole. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick is the movie that's actually saving the theaters. Sorry, Christopher Nolan's tenant. I still will laugh whenever he's like, this is the movie that's going to save theaters in 2020. Top Gun Maverick is the movie that's actually doing that. And I say that because it's the first movie of 2022 to, cro- to gross, not cross, cross gross combined in one word, to gross over a billion dollars at the worldwide box office and it's making its way into the top 10 domestic movies of all time really quickly. But it's not just Top Gun. Uh we had Top Gun in its fifth week tie Elvis in its first week. Mm-hmm. Um not saying it's bad, but I'm just saying, really? In your first weekend you tied with the movie in its fifth week, which yeah. I don't know if that's bad on Elvis's part or good on Top Gun's part. They tied at about thirty million dollars. Jurassic World did well, I think like twenty six million. Lightyear made some money. Um <laughs> this weekend we've got the minions, the rise of Gru, which is expected to make about 70 million dollars. So I think that brought up a larger question that we probably could have made into discussion, but I think it's just as good to make a news topic here. Do we think the box office is actually quote unquote back to normal? The 2019 and before era, or do we think there's still a little bit of hesitancy? I'm not typically one to jump the gun. But I think this safely secures that we are back. And it's nice to see a movie that is non-superhero related mm-hmm. making a billion. And also, it brings me so much gratitude. Not gratitude. It makes brings me so much gratification, I guess, to see that Top Gun has now made more than Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> and I know some people God, are like, well, Doctor Strange didn't have certain markets. Yeah, Neither did Top Gun. Top Gun didn't have all the key markets either. It's just, you know, this movie has good word of mouth as opposed to the other one where people are like, it's a movie it's that fine. exists. Yeah. <laughs> and I know some people will be like, well, this movie didn't do well. Or this movie, like Lightyear, didn't do that well. I'm going, is that the box office's fault or is that Lightyear and Disney's mm-hmm. fault? I think what people are expecting is like every movie that comes out now to do decent. I'm going that wasn't the case even before 2019 like i think we are back to normal but people just have to remember because i know 2020 and 2021 feels much longer so you have to really cast your brain back not all movies are hits so just because a movie post-covid doesn't do necessarily well doesn't mean the box office is still struggling it's just that movie nested didn't necessarily do well like we've had some flops this year Firestarter, probably is one of the biggest flops of the year that made like what two million dollars opening weekend? Um That that to me just seems like a normal box office. Josh, you've seen not just Top Guns results, mm-hmm. but a lot of box office for twenty twenty two around this time, the past few months. Do you think the box office is a hundred percent back to normal or do you think we're not quite there yet?
1: Uh, I, I'm always going to be hesitant, especially just because of the, of the events of the last couple of years to be like confident and be like, yeah, we're hundred percent back to, back to normal. Yeah. Um, however, I will say, I think we're closer back to quote unquote normal. than I think we've ever been, we have been in the past two years as far as box office results. Um, I think finally the, uh, market, <laughs> I hate using that but like the market is finally letting people letting the com- you know s- studios know which movies they're enjoying and which ones they're not but by using their dollar it's a lot harder i think uh stream this it is one of the things i think is I, I, a negative for streaming um it's a lot harder to kind of let companies let uh know your opinion of a movie if it's only on streaming cuz there's not like a rating really there's a thumbs up or a thumbs down but like really like a one out of five stars or or something like that would be more impactful i think but uh there's just not a rate a way to kind of let studios know that this movie was a good idea or we enjoyed it or what have you. And Maverick is absolutely showing that like, you don't have to do a superhero film. You don't have to lean too hard into nostalgia. You don't, you, you can literally take a pro a property that has not been touched in multiple decades and just do something fresh and fun and, and, thematically interesting with it and people will enjoy it um i think just the simple fact of having maverick not necessarily fully fully learn his lessons from the first movie and us having to see a tom cruise who is really gone like gone a a long way as far as his acting ability since the first top gun movie um really really throw everything he has into it and i just the uh, i i knew you and i were joking when they were like oh yeah it took so long cuz everybody had tom required everybody to learn how to fly planes blah 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 but like honestly having seen the film now
0: it added yeah, so that, much oh my gosh it added so much i'm so i like i feel dumb for saying it now you know what i mean but like i i feel like i've seen the clip over and over again when tom is in the cockpit and it launches off the ship pad and he like does the full thud as he like clearly dismounts off the pad and is launching i feel like i've seen that clip but every single time i'm just going oh that's cool because you can clearly tell it's him but i think top gun maverick and the box office in 2022 especially is bringing up something that i think is arguably one of the most important elements to a box off to a movie success at the box office and that is strong word of mouth word of mouth Mm -hmm. in this even in the social media age um word of mouth is the be all end all for movies like top gun had a pretty decent opening weekend but it's these subsequent weeks that's really propelled it to the next level it's the my big fat greek wedding effect so to speak of Mm. like it's just keeps going and i think certain movies this year that do have the legs are getting that positive word of mouth dr strange Didn't have necessarily the strongest word of mouth. Say what you will about the movie. You can like it. You can dislike it. But people were kind of mixed on the reception. Another one that I'm not just saying this because I'm biased towards the franchise. Critics hated Uncharted. But Mm -hmm. general audiences loved it. And that had really good legs. Because it had this really positive word of mouth from audiences. Same thing with. In some circles. Jurassic World dominion i have <laughs> zero interest so my family could you please stop asking me when i'm going to go see this movie it'll be when hell freezes hey. over or when it comes on peacock for free um hey, hey, Nathan. did you see hey, dominion
1: man. no i just wanted to hey when are you going to see dominion <laughs> when are you going to see it
0: when i get <laughs> when this channel gets so big that i get paid to watch movies is when i'll watch dominion
1: <laughs> so I mean, i'll pay you to watch movies <laughs>
0: Second story, the right and straight on
1: <laughs> till never. Oh man, but like I feel you though. Like I, I, I think finally, um, we. When I say the box office is back, I'm not. I, don't, I think for me anyway, I'm not going to sit here and just say just the money. I think finally, like word of mouth is back, and the importance of ha- of your audience liking a movie because guess what, guys, the audience is the one paying to see it, not the critics. Um, so you know, it's it is what it is, man. But I'm excited to see finally, it feels like uh, like a summer blockbuster again. Like finally, I feel like we've got we got our regular movies back.
0: <laughs> so for our last news topic. We got weird stuff that I don't really know how to process. Um Madam Web is a movie that we're still kind of scratching our heads as to what exactly it is. But they're fleshed out the cast and clearly they have a very specific goal in mind for Madam Web. And that goal is let's just cast the most attractive actresses we can find. And then the story will kind of sort itself out from there uh, as the Sony people have brought on Emma Roberts to star in the film. We don't really know what the role yet is, but this now has Emma Roberts, Sidney Sweeney, and Isabella Merced. All very attractive young ladies that I'm pretty sure they're just going, So, who all was making the Morbius memes? Are they all neckbeards? What are neckbeards like? <laughs> just put a bunch of attractive ladies. That'll That'll work there is a theory that i saw though that i kind of really dig and i think the first person i saw with this was three c films most of these women have somewhat of a general resemblance to each other not like a zoe deschanel and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whoever that person is that looks like zoe deschanel um, I should have just know that off the top. Like a Keira Knightley and a Natalie Portman, like those guys, yeah, are, they're clearly very similar. They're just variants from another universe. Oh, variants from another universe. Stop, stop. Are all these women that have been cast so far, are they all Madame Webbs, so to speak? Are they all I'm the- hate it. different mm. variants? And I'm going. I hope. Not, but it's an interesting idea because, if anything, Sony really, really loves to hop on whatever trend is currently hot. Whether it stays hot is another matter entirely. And what's hot right now? (laughs) Variants. Oh, variants. They're so hot right now. Like... (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm worried I, that they're like
0: no way home was popular because we had three different Spider-Man. What if we had four different Madam Webbs? You still don't know who she is, but there's four of them now. You should know who that is. Just because we out offered more options on the dollar menu doesn't make the food better. <laughs> Jeez, but you're like, yeah, like it is like no offense to any of the actresses. Yeah, that yeah, is so like, mean,
1: dude. Okay, wow. Uh, but like that is the thing, though. Is like I think um, almost everybody when they were like, "Yeah, Dakota Johnson is big cast as
0: in the oh uh- yeah, Dakota Johnson too. Yeah, she's attractive.
1: Yeah. She's 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 in this movie, uh, in uh, the Madam Web movie. And we Fifty were all Shades like- of Web. <laughs> all of us were like, the, the the who who is the who what is this what is this movie, and the the just the cast keeps growing and it's just all attractive women and I don't know how to feel about it because like a little bit of Google searching will tell you that like Madame Webb is sketchy like all like all the time. She's and a sketchy old. person. She's not young. So I don't know what's happening with this film other than like, all right, cool. Like, you know, more more work for these young actresses. Maybe they, you know, they come into this into this movie and they kill it and they absolutely knock it out of the park. Uh but you know if i'm quite honest here um if i can't trust sony with a living vampire i don't know if i can really trust them with another obscure character uh i also apparently cannot
0: trust them with craven um yeah let's let's talk about that very briefly doesn't need to be its own topic but let's talk about that um Aaron taylor johnson the man playing craven the hunter uh, opened up and probably opened up a little too much in an interview about the direction that Craven the Hunter will be taking in his standalone spinoff movie and he said he's an animal conservationist he really loves animals to which I'm going what it's literally in his name craven the hunter. What is he hunting? Twinkies? No, he hunts animals. He wants to be the top dog. He wants to be the big dog. Roman Reigns. <laughs> no, he wants <laughs> to. Yeah. Roman Reigns is craven, though. That, yeah, I'm down. I'm, down. I'm, I'm okay. better with that than but, but... Aaron Taylor Johnson. But that, <laughs> it, that's like <laughs> that's like casting <laughs> that's like casting Darth oh. Vader as a pacifist. It doesn't work. It's like trying to say that like King shark is a vegan
1: like that. Just like what that doesn't like that would be that I'd be more on board for for the comedic effect. (laughs) But like it doesn't compute at all. Like it doesn't make sense of like, no, like you're taking something that's kind of very key to who the character is. Like it does like things uh, for a character that do not matter. The man literally uh, wears a flamboyant
0: animal hide vest at all times that's like his signature look like no he's not a hunter he loves the animals he's the steve irwin of the spider-man universe (laughs) just don't ask him to hunt a stingray what if
1: and i'm not going to defend this at all because it's stupid i will say what if He's the he like he's like yeah he's an animal conservationist kind of like that guy in Tarzan that helps Jane and her father Clayton? who's like ty- yeah Clayton who's like so he like they think he's like yeah man I'm just here to you know help you guys research animals yeah absolutely I'm not here for any other kind of shenanigans and then obviously he is but like if that's the angle they go with it absolutely here for it. No, Cra- absolutely here for. Craven
0: was raised by gorillas. And then one day, a giant tiger or giant leopard kills his mom. And so he goes on a hunt to kill that leopard and wears that leopard as a trophy of this killed my mom. And then at the end, it plays Two Worlds, One Family by Phil Collins. Surprise! (laughs) It's a Tarzan live action adaptation.
1: (laughs) But like, I kind of like wouldn't mind Aaron Hale -Hale Johnson (laughs) as, as Tarzan, like at all. Like a young, ter- as long as he has a beard, it still doesn't make sense why he doesn't have a beard. Yeah, why is Tarzan um,
0: clean shaven?
1: <laughs> because he is in the book, apparently, which still makes no sense. But yeah, Craven's weird, the Madam Web's weird. I, I can't help but feel like they're still attempting to build to some form of a, of a Sinister Six, and I just a Sinister
0: Six it. that has no
1: connection to Spider-Man. Yeah, that, no, that makes sense. That's that's the that's the only thing uh, that that you don't need in the Sinister because the Sinister Six isn't about Spider-Man, Nate. He's it's not. It's about villains getting together and working together.
0: Sinister right? Six is a, is really <laughs> about the friends that we made along the way. Along the way. <laughs> I'm worried that they want Sinister Six to be their version of Suicide Squad. They're not bad, just misunderstood anti-heroes. This man's name is literally the Hunter. That's you can't just. That's like Doctor Death is secretly a doctor of medicine who stops death and Bro. hates death. <laughs> I hate it.
1: No, 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 no. It'd be like if Venom was like, not no, you connected know what? No. at
0: all to Spider-Man and doesn't have the white logo <laughs> on his chest because he's never met Spider-Man.
1: I just, gosh, dude. I hate that like Venom has actually been turned into like a good anti, like I'm behind him as an anti-hero. Absolutely. But like, uh stop. Anti-heroes are not
0: interesting, guys. As per usual, this episode is sponsored by T Public, your one-stop shop for all things Uncharted Media merch. Whether it's T-shirts, hoodies, stickers, notepads, whatever you want with the Uncharted Media logo or other fantastic designs, go check it out on the store. Also, if you haven't already subscribed to us on YouTube, help us get to seven hundred subscribers before the end of the year so we can talk about some stuff. Yeah,
1: um, Darth Jar Jar, baby! It's not gonna, it's not gonna <laughs>
0: happen. Uh, <laughs> And subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on. Now, let's see if we can leech off some of those Stranger Things headlines, shall we? Yeah. As we talk about Stranger Things. uh, Just general Stranger Things talk. I'm sure we'll focus mainly on season four, but mm-hmm. we'll just talk about the show in general. Um, Just a quick ranking. In terms of worst to best, I think season two is by far the worst. Mm-hmm. Then season three, then season one, and season four for me. Ooh, I, okay. get me wrong. I really love season three, especially, um, Dustin and Steve's dynamic. Like, agreed, agreed. My life is filled with joy every time I watch that clip of Dustin, uh, Dustin when he goes to the ice cream shop. Hey, is he here? Steve oh is bursting gosh, out of the door. Yes. Henderson. 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 and then robin got, just you- robin with the best line of the whole show how many kids are you friends with <laughs> you just like you got the job i got the job the, <laughs> the only reason i put season three in that slot and like it's all so close between season three one and four is i like the horror more for season one than season three season three That's i think fair. Okay. season three is the most light-hearted season i think um, and I I love it because of it. Um, but I, I really like the horror and the mystery of season one. In retrospect, season one is probably so different than the rest of the show when it becomes really just big and grandiose in scale. But then the best season, obviously, is this current season. Now, we haven't seen the finale. They could absolutely crap the bed in Game of Thrones this in the finale and just be like, well, we're just going to kill off some of the random supporting characters like murray and that russian guy that knows hopper and everyone else is fine like completely play it too safe yeah. Yeah. um i don't suspect that'll be the case uh, but we'll talk about the finale our predictions for that later but this season has been so, so ridiculously good. strong of god i know some people complain that there's just like one or two storylines that aren't working for them and but for most people that's um hopper and joyce's storyline with murray and whatnot and russia mm. If that's your weakest storyline, you're doing something right. Because even that, I don't really hate. But even before seeing the finale, I love how well the A and the B storylines come together. Because for a while, there, you don't realize we're actually going parallel with the storyline. We think we're going all over the place. Um, but in reality, we've been parallel this entire time without realizing it. We've had the horse blinder on. And then you get to that reveal space obviously, spoiler alert, of who Vecna really is. And in that moment, I remember sitting there with my jaw on the floor going, that's the big missing piece. It's like looking at this puzzle, but you've only done the outside and the whole inside Mm -hmm. is just one big, huge piece. And you're going, that's the piece. And it all makes sense. It all brings it back perfectly. And also, as much as I don't like season two, primarily because of that one annoying side tangent episode with Eleven, that, in retrospect, becomes a very important episode because it shows oh, the other numbers. Now we've got Big Daddy, that is, Vecna. I would not be surprised. I know they have said before that the Mind flare is the big bad of the Upside Down. Screw that. Vecna is way more terrifying and seemingly more powerful. I can absolutely see Vecna being the one in control. But Josh, general thoughts on the show, but more specifically, season four.
1: Oh, four is fantastic. Uh, I think for me, if I'm ranking them, it's definitely um, from worst to best: two, one, three, and then four. Just three, I think, for me. uh, In caps, and part of it's just building off the top, uh, off of two, one, and two. But like three, for me, is when I really started to fall in love with the kids, and like I already like loved and wanted to see more of them. But like Dustin and Steve's relationship, uh, seeing. Mike and L be awkward teenagers around each other the entire season. Annoying, but like at the same time, I was like I could be like, yeah, like I've totally been. Josh there.
0: was an annoying was an awkward, annoying teenager. I'm sure of it. As he's oh, awkward absolutely. and annoying an adult. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, <laughs> but like like this one of my favorite characters is is in um season three. And just like four though has turned out to be absolutely incredible um it is definitely leaning super hard into the horror vibes Um, murder and mayhem is fun. uh, so good um i like the character even like some of the characters they just introduced this season are some of them like the ones that aren't you know dead obviously uh but like like eddie i will die for eddie eddie is the (sighs) best dude i love i think my favorite thing right now with eddie is like uh not eddie bringing uh his 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 drug lunchbox into school and like it's because if you go back and watch the the um the the lunchroom scene it's sitting right there next to him so it's just god it's so cool like eddie's so cool um i love seeing dustin and steve kind of evolve from the bestest of friends to still being like Like, oh, like, no, like, we're growing up and, like, stuff is changing. It's not just going to stay the same.
0: It's less this season, it's less of Steve babysitting Dustin so much as it is a brothership and a partnership of, like, Mm -hmm. I think they see each other more as equals now, but Steve is, like, the slightly older brother that just wants the little brother's respect and the little brother looks up to the big brother, but they'll never openly admit it. Um, Yeah. Which kind of creates a. A bro triangle, so to speak, with Eddie. I'm just like, does Dustin yes. love Eddie more? Does he love Steve more? And I'm just going, I love you all, but one of the three of you is going to die in the finale. I'm sure of it. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Um, um, but
1: like, it's been a while since the show has literally left me like with my jaw just open. From literally from episode, I'm going to start it at episode three on just like what in the world and then
0: oh my gosh but you get to episode four.
1: Oh, dude absolutely with,
0: with max which i had heard going into it i was just like people were like wow episode four episode four i hadn't heard anything specific i had just heard episode four is good and uh sadie sink the actress that plays max would probably up be up for an emmy afterwards i'm just going I don't really care about Max after watching episode four. Vecna, if you touch a hair on (laughs) Max's head, (laughs) we will all come for you. Because throughout that episode, it was masterful storytelling of after you watch a certain amount of movies and TV shows, you know the I'm going to die cliches. I was this month. I was this close away from retirement or I've got a family waiting for me back home or I'm the newest of the group. I hope nothing bad happens to me. Yeah. You know the cliches of a character that's going to die. They were pounding those cliches into your head for Max all of episode four of writing the goodbye notes to her friends. Just like she's kind of resigned herself to, well, I've screwed up in life. I'm going to die. To the point of when she gets trapped, you're just like, oh, they're just dragging this out because they want it to hurt as much as possible. It's that tension. You just... pull it tighter and tighter and it just makes it so much worse. And then they start playing the music and she cuts part of Vecta's neck. I stood up and cheered off my sofa. I got so excited. But in the back of my mind, I'm going balls that didn't immediately get her out though. As you see this like football field that she's got a down, mm, and I'm dude. just going, Oh no, it's a wrestling match. You just gave the hero the hope spot. But you're still going to have the bad guys squash them in the end after giving you just that little bit of hope. So that whole time, she's running You're just going, oh, she's, she's going to die right at the goal line. Like, they're going to give us that little bit of hope that she survives and then squash it. So you're holding your breath the entire time. And she makes it through. And everyone in the world just breathes a sigh of relief together going, oh holy emotions Batman that's Dude. how you do
1: compelling narrative god when she's like she's like crumpled there and she's like I'm here I'm still here I legit cried I was like yeah oh, you are okay i was so oh, man like I mean, like that's not even that's like not even like that's the benchmark of the season now and like every episode after that hitting hard and like gosh to the point with the, uh, the with episode seven, with the way that it ends, you go, like, instantly, as soon as, Na- it, as uh, it was like, oh, no, he's coming after Nancy now. I was like, why? Which, thanks, <gasps>
0: trailers, for spoiling oh. that she's alive. Yeah, appreciate that.
1: But, like, also, God, I was like, finally, she's going to have to deal with this. Yes, absolutely. Because Which... it was, like, one of the few things left over from season one that... Nancy never really had to deal with, and the, the story hadn't really acknowledged at all. And I, I just, uh, I, I love some of the theories that are coming because of that reveal, um, because that Vecna knows that about her. Um, I just, I enjoy a, a lot of the stuff that's coming from the show right now, and I'm excited to see these finales of season four.
0: Um, I, yeah, i just, gosh, dude, it's gonna be an intense couple episodes. Speaking of Nancy, that is one character that to me has almost like completely turned it around in season four. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked her decently enough in the first season, and then it became the screw you go to hell in season two when we do that excellent double turn with her and Steve of Steve mm-hmm. more or less being the douchebag tool and Nancy being the good guy. And then the party happens in season two, mm-hmm. and Nancy's the douchebag, and Steve is the I will die as the most gloriously follicked babysitter in history. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Steve and Dustin single handedly saved the character of Steve going forward. But I've, for a while there, I've hated to slowly grow to like Nancy again. And I think, like Steve being paired with Dustin, saved the character of Steve. Nancy being paired with Robin has saved the character of Nancy for me. Oh, absolutely. Robin... Dwayne The Rock Johnson often gets called franchise Viagra. Robin is character Viagra. Whoever she is working with, she makes so much better. Steve is great by himself. But put Steve and Robin together... Oh, it's perfect. Put Steve, Robin, and Dustin together? Dude. I will... Those guys are literally the perfect combination. But then put Robin with Nancy. And she loosens up a little bit. She becomes more fun. Robin makes everyone more fun. Which makes me not happy that maybe she might die. I... Anyone's a suspect right now. Anyone can die. Except for Max. I think Max is probably the safest bet. Because... You got that close to death before... So Mm -hmm. it typically means you're not going to get that close again.
1: Yeah, I'll get, I'll get, um, oh, geez. The, uh, 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 well, the guy that got his head smashed in in um, walking dead. Oh, oh, you know um, what I'm talking about? Yeah. Glenn. I can't remember Glenn. Literally two episodes before that, they gave us a fake out death. And I was like, oh, okay. And because of that, for me personally, him dying literally two late episodes later, didn't feel a thing. Um, so I hope it's not Max, uh, cause that would kind of defeat some of the, the victory of episode four. Um, but yeah, the, like the Robin's fantastic. I think one of the things I've appreciated so much is the series and how it deals with, with the topic of homosexuality. The fact that, um, Steve does not out Rome, uh, Robin at all. What she period. says,
0: it, he's confused. And then immediately it's just like. You could do so much better, like ew. Like, yeah. I love that he doesn't pay attention at all. And also Yes. I think one of my favorite scenes has to be when they're driving to what is it, work together? Yes. I like boobies. You like boobies. We all like boobies.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, I just like
0: oh, That's a bro right so there. Good. So we'll do full we'll do nope. full predictions for the finale a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But I think right now Let's look at all the characters we've got currently and go with a survive or die situation here. Of Oh, gosh. We okay. know. Out, we know of, the, out a, of the finale. Yeah. We know, according to the Duffer brothers, there's going to be a quote unquote body count. So some people, some people are going to die. And obviously, people have died in the past with Stranger Things. Barb, which I still don't get why people care about that so much. She was only in one episode before she died. Bob. Yeah. Um, Barb. Um,. Oh, what was his Red Power Ranger? What was his name? Billy. Um, Billy. Gosh, so there's a precedent. Gosh, for it. but also like Infinity War, you've got to knock your heroes down a few pegs before they can ultimately win the day. So people are gonna lose. Um, Eleven. Pretty confident saying she will survive. I yeah. I think she's needed. That being said, she will lose and lose badly in the finale like potentially almost die um but i don't think will die um no
1: yeah i think she'll be i think she's good yeah
0: both the scientists from the lab dr brenner and the other one what do you think live or die
1: oh um i think dad dies (laughs) i kind of it's mean, like papa? yeah i kind of i hope i hope papa dies like I, I genuinely do he's like no matter how like he he makes some really great points but he's still like a terrible human being <laughs> so
0: knowing like, how knowing how the show works though i can see him dying and we still feel bad about it somehow god don't not mm, but yeah. also like if papa dies 11 has no guidance or teacher anymore so it's just mm-hmm. like if It'd be like if Yoda died in between *Empire Strikes Back* and *Return of the Jedi*. Like, okay, okay, but
1: um, with that being said, did in the trailer did you not get Star Wars vibes when she's when he's like you're not ready and she's like well but my friends are in trouble I have to go save that I was like yep oh yeah so, uh, so got it got it *Empire Strikes Back* hurt got it uh, <laughs> so but I think I wouldn't be surprised if Papa dies and we'll, they'll still make us feel bad about it. Um, I think the other guy's safe though. I I think he's kind of the played, good cop yeah i think he's kind of played his role uh as far as what, what needs what he needs to do i think honestly i wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him again
0: okay so then i'm just looking down the list uh we've got mike i don't guarantee his safety actually yeah uh, i I, mm-hmm. I feel like 75 percent sure that mike will survive
1: that yeah, being absolutely.
0: Said, what an emotional gut punch for Eleven if like Mike gets all the way to rescue her, and Vecna kills Mike, like,
1: or even for oh, Will at that at this point because we haven't like really talked about the possibility of Will finally confessing, uh, confessing some things.
0: I think Will will absolutely survive. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about this later in predictions. I don't think it's good roads ahead for Will. Of no, all absolutely people. not. Uh, Dustin, you touch a hair on that child's head, you <laughs> die! <laughs> we riot! <laughs> I, will, I genuinely will stop watching Stranger Things if anything happens to Dustin. Dustin is a perfect <laughs> angel. Do not touch Gaten Matarazzo. Tom Holland <laughs> needs to learn from Gaten because Gaten can keep his mouth shut in interviews. Do not touch Dustin. Dustin is perfect. <laughs> Lucas, feel pretty safe that Lucas is safe. Why, why do you think see, Lucas is in danger?
1: Um, I can totally see a possibility. I can see a story, a possibility of Vecna being telling Max, "If I can't have you, I'll take him." And oh, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I, I I wouldn't. I I don't know because don't, he's going after Nancy. So.
0: I don't think Vecna's got enough of a connection to Lucas. Like Lucas kinda Lucas and his sister are just kind of there. Um, if we could kill anybody on the show right now, could we kill Mike's dad? He's just Yes! Oh my gosh, yes! He's, oh! he's just there. He's you just sick. Feel-
1: like can he could kill him. He fills me with so much anger of like... He doesn't even do anything. He just
0: exists and I hate him. Oh,
1: He's just like the internet troll in all all of us. And that's exactly why he'll stay alive the entire show. I'm so mad. Uh, No, no, no. Okay, but Lucas... I think a lot like Mike, I'm like 75% sure that he'll survive and be there at the end of season four. But um, I don't know. I think he's kind of him and his sister kind of the last people not not even his sister his his sister's great um but i think lucas is kind of the last one to kind of not get an in-depth story thing i mean maybe like you can count the thing where he's like oh i don't want to be a nerd but uh but these guys are my friends so i have to be there for them so I, i don't know we'll see
0: Uh, Max, I think Max is totally safe like we talked about before, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you don't get that close to dying only for them to just kill you off in the very next episode. Yeah. Um, Hopper, no. Again, for the same reasons with uh, Max, you can't fake a death, only just immediately kill the next season. Also, with him being so far away from the action, there's gotta Mm -hmm. be that reunion before anything happens to Hopper, if anything at all. (sighs) Oh my gosh. Dude, can you imagine... I if, will cry. No, if, I'm not even gonna lie. If Eleven has to watch Mike die, and at her lowest point, who comes in the door, but Hopper, Hopper to help pick up the pieces? Oh my gosh! Like that, talk about emotion roller coaster right there. Or just the finale. No one, none of the main people die, but Hopper comes back, and just we end with Eleven back with her real papa, with Hopper ready to fight a Vecna who might be more powerful than ever. Um, Okay, here's where we're going to get into the really I'm nervous section. Uh Steve. The only way I will not be concerned about Steve dying is when Stranger Things is actually 100% done and over with. And until then, I live in constant fear that Steve is going to die because Steve is the best. Dustin will always be my favorite. For a while there, it was, who do I like more, Steve or Dustin? And then Dustin had to go and say the greatest joke in human history with the Watergate joke. <laughs> no, it's not good. It's not good. It's perfect because he says it and then just sits on it for because he knows it's such a good joke. And I'm going, Dustin, you know how to do it. Dustin will always <laughs> bet right on Steve. I live in constant fear that Steve is going to die because he's the one that makes the most sense. He is the Agent Coulson of stranger things so to speak of he genuinely has a connection to just about everyone on the cast that pull that jenga piece out and everything can come crumbling down and also he is a fan favorite people will ball their freaking eyes out if steve dies
1: yes so and that the other the other uh, piece to this is um i think to me kind of tips their hat a little bit in that direction is that they've been kind of like been like, yeah, Nancy and Steve might get back together, guys. Like they're the part, they've always been perfect for each other, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but so then we're just gonna just ignore her, her relationship that's kind of technically still on with, um. I feel, always feel bad. Jonathan. I forget it, Jonathan. Uh with Jonathan, like, see that just feels weird. And to me, like if they're going to he can't come in between them again. So either either Jonathan dies or Steve dies to me. Or you can't have both.
0: Or Nancy dies. I mean, yeah, I
1: guess yeah, yeah, because
0: she's got connections to the smaller kids with Mike obviously. Um Steve takes care of that love triangle if there is no woman there to fight over. Um, i don't feel as worried that she will die because again we mm-hmm. see her getting trapped by vecna um but the trailers clearly show that she'll be around for the final two episodes so i don't know how I fall into that fake out death section but it's a 50 50 one i'll go 50 50 on nancy dying i think the odds are higher that nancy dies than people want to think but i don't think she's one of the prime contenders mm-hmm. um Jonathan, I I see him surviving because he's so far away from the action currently along with with Mike and Mike, Will and honestly a character that's rapidly growing on me very quickly with Argyle. Argyle is uh, so funny. Like, I don't know what it is, but Jonathan has really downgraded as a character ever since he became a stoner. I just don't think he's that funny. But Argyle Oh my gosh, I will still bust a every single time they're having dinner with everyone, and Murray made the risotto. And she's like, This is bomb risotto, Murray. Thanks. <laughs> I still don't know who you are. Who you are. <laughs> Argyle is my- the best. I love Argyle.
1: <laughs> I think my favorite Argyle bit is when he answers the phone. And he's like, try the pineapple on a pizza. It does come from a can, unlike everything else we have here. But I will say, try before you deny. (laughs) Hello? (laughs) Like, that is so... It's like, And it's the most, like, 80s thing where he's, like, flipping a yo-yo and, like, come on, bro. Like, that's so great. I love it.
0: Oh, we talked this much about strange things. Well, not mentioning the greatest bit of news for this show, period. Family videos where Steven... Um, Robin worked Dude, at, and it just makes me so happy. That. But having been to Family Video more often than most humans should ever go to Family Video, I kept watching, it going, "That's a very, very tiny Family Video." Like, yes, it is. It's like <laughs> a third of the size that we went to. But oh yeah. That aside, let's keep going down the list. Joyce, again, uh, I'm, yeah, pretty she's safe. Pretty safe. Like she, her, and the rest of them, I think, are too far detached. That being said i don't think all of them are safe um billy already dead you can't die again robin high risk (laughs) i think robin is a very high risk character unfortunately i really like robin and have since she was first introduced in season three which again the more you like a character the more it's dangerous that they're going to die If your character is a dick, that means they last for a long time. Unless it's Billy, in which case, a season and then bye-bye. Robin, I'm very concerned about, because Nancy has become friends with Robin. It's, besides Dustin, it's Steve's best friend. But like the Max argument of why I thought Max could have died in the Upside Down via Vecna, Robin is still one of the newer members of the group. So you technically have quote-unquote less attachment to them, because they're still newer, so you can kill off the quote-unquote new guy... I'm I'm worried also because in the straight, in the finale trailer Robin says something about like I have a bad feeling that we're not going to come back this time. And then it cuts to Steve and I'm going, "Make me." Think Steve is going to die. But what if Steve is about to die and then Robin is the one that an Avenger speaks is the one to lay down on the wire or lay down on yeah. the grenade so to speak for her friend and nothing more, Steve. Like though those two are really close or what if she dies for nancy because the show kind of implies that she might like nancy as well a little bit yeah but there i don't even think she's sure about how she feels about nancy but like she wants to be friends in that situation robin is another one that i'm concerned about yeah like the really fan favorite characters i'm very much worried about
1: yeah, no, absolutely. I, I I think I worry about uh Robin just because of what she means to Steve, what she means to Dustin at this point. Who Steve and Dustin are basically the core of the show. Like Eleven might be a quote unquote main character, but the show's about Steve and Dustin. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's we'll see. I and because I, I can totally see Robin having like this emotional speech at the end. I just. I'm very worried about lo- losing Robin. I'm not emotionally ready for it um, at all.
0: So then we then we have uh, the Wheeler's mom, Karen. Pretty she, safe. She's,
1: uh, yeah, she's pretty fine. She's fine. Yeah. She is fine.
0: Yeah, she is yeah. Fine. Uh, you've got uh, Lucas's little sister, Erica. I, I, she's pretty okay. Yeah, not involved enough in the action, However, if Eddie dies, that's going to hit her hard because she was the last one to join Hellfire Club, which I need mm-hmm. that Hellfire Club shirt. Um, it's such a cool shirt. We get to my first I'm very confident pick. Murray, the yeah. the bearded guy from Go On, Brett Brent Gilman. This is a character that while I enjoy, if they were killed off. I don't think a lot of the narrative changes. And also, from a story perspective, his mission is kind of done. He got mm-hmm. Joyce and Hopper back together. You don't need to know Russian when you're already in a Russian group with another Russian character. And all your characters mm-hmm. are all together in one spot. It makes him kind of disposable. He, he was there to give exposition or give the characters clues. But now that we're kind of in the end game, is he still needed so to speak he's the one that i'm i feel confident if and if they're going to kill off anybody it's going to be him uh dr owens was the nice doctor i think we said that not particularly a high chance that he dies yeah um oh it just it gave me a list of like all the cast across all seasons and it just shows alexi and i'm going alexi comes back from the dead (laughs) and kicks vecna in the balls and wins the day for everyone goes home and has a slurpee oh my god Uh I
1: okay real quick like alexi i think might be one of my favorite characters over the entire show period yes alexi is just oh he was so great i'm so sad that he didn't survive all he wanted was a Slurpee, gosh dang it! All he wanted, man! Oh, His little grin when he got
0: one? Oh. Anyway. Also, okay, so we get to my next... I am pretty confident. Yeah. Not as confident about Murray, but pretty confident... Eddie is going to die, unfortunately. Because yeah, absolutely. Every season, like I said, you've got Barb, you've got Bob, you've got Billy. All the B names, apparently, of people that die. You've got the character that people really really like they just can't stick around people really really resonate with eddie and they kind of have already set up his story to die Mm -hmm. because from the get-go, when we first meet him he's like i'm a loner i kind of do things my own way i'm i if there's any danger i run away from it to for my own self-preservation and going huh do you smell that smells like foreshadowing to me but also (laughs) the trailer's have given it away already even the very very first trailer when uh, for the trailer when it like was actually coming back for the first half of season four um it shows him playing a guitar on top of like a van or something in the upside down i'm going he's gonna buy his friends some time and be a distraction isn't he i
1: don't we're just like (laughs) The most crow thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my god! And I, I love the theories of what songs he's playing. Somebody's like the, the final, final countdown. countdown. I will die. Okay. Also, I
0: will die. Quick side tangent. Uh, the reason I've been watching a lot of stuff recently is I've been playing and I finished the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Dude, uh-huh. when you get the money, buy it. It's so, really, it's so good. Like there's moments. That tugged on my heartstrings just as much as the Spider-Man game.
1: Interesting.
0: Mild spoilers, but they see... All the characters see illusions of, like, what they could have someday. And so they literally have to rip Drax away from his family again. And make him choose Uh. between a happy life that doesn't exist or his new family. (sighs) And I bring that up because the final boss, you play... You fight him while the final countdown is blasting and i'm going this is dumb and i love it but no the guardians of the galaxy game was great but yes i could see the final countdown um i could see something
1: like a little bit more metal like something from led zeppelin or something like that like i could totally see that um but yeah like gosh uh I, i hate it but they have absolutely set up foreshadowing for Eddie to die especially even that conversation between him and 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 uh Steve of like look like you don't understand like you're the brave one I'm I he literally calls himself a coward and he I can totally see that conversation between him and Steve of like no like let me buy some time let me have this final opportunity to kind of show that I am braver than the, the than the circumstances in front of me
0: let Dustin look up to me for once, <laughs> and then yeah. like you can get those like evil like demon bat things to come after him, and he starts using the guitar as a weapon instead, like Dude. last stand type. Oh, I'm not ready for that scene. You know when that scene comes on, it's going to be epic. Um, Susie, really, you're gonna kill Susie? I don't think so. Um, yeah, you leave her out of this, man. Vec no. <laughs> Vecna ain't dying yet. No. I think we'll get into our, our predictions later, but I think Vecna's Vecna's got a much bigger plan in play. Uh, Chrissy is already dead. Barb's already dead. Victor Creel, Robert Englund's character. Uh, I think he's just going to die of old age. <laughs> I think his son comes back and kills him.
1: Oh, that's right, because technically he is his son. Oh, I didn't... I forgot about that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Also, and- love the nod that they got England to do it. That's fantastic. I just yeah. love that.
0: Yeah, I'm literally the father of a monster that kills people in their nightmares. Yeah, their oh, that's fantastic. It's that's great. That's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll have more to say about that later. Uh, Who's Tina? Oh, is, T- is Tina one of the bullies? No. I don't remember no. now. Maybe,
1: I, don't know. So I think it's somebody it's, it's some side character over in um...
0: uh, Ted where he said we don't think he's gonna die but we want Ted to die Ted can yeah. die that's fine imagine though if Ted has a redeeming moment of like the house is under attack and he's just like actually stands up from his couch it's time to protect my family he immediately gets eviscerated but he, it's the thought that counts but... <laughs> no no
1: I, I, I want him to get the most painful death in the entire Jeez. show I, I do not care I do not care for Ted at all.
0: Okay. (laughs) And then lastly for the list that I think we should go over. And it's my last definitive. Put it in the books. Start digging the grave. Make the tombstone. Dimitri. Hopper's Russian friend.
1: Oh yeah. He's dead. Absolutely. I'm actually surprised he's not
0: dead already. Like once the Demogorgon was unleashed in the prison. How is that dude not dead yet? But besides that, I, I think it's like a lot of supporting characters. I don't, think there's any ones that we missed i'm sure you guys will let us know in the comments uh but josh wrapping up to the finale what are your bold thoughts for the finale but also the direction for season five okay um so
1: obviously i think nancy gets out we're fine all right fine whatever um i'll be very curious though as to how she gets out away from vecna um i'd be curious if that's not the thing that kills steve is that he goes in and tries to save her and gets in the way um i i think 11 is not going to be involved in at, at all in those last two episodes as far as like the fight against Vecna, i think they are saving that for season five um Eddie can totally I can totally see see them killing Eddie off unfortunately. The thing that's going to be interesting and I think it's teased in the trailer is I think Will will finally come out to Mike. Um
0: uh I don't think he, I don't think he comes out to Mike. I think he comes oh. out to Jonathan. I, I
1: think
0: can, okay I, I think, I I think he comes out that. to his brother more than
1: anything. I'm okay. And see, that's, I'm way more okay with that because Mike is a character. I'm, I'm extremely worried as to how he would react to Will finally coming out to him, especially if it's involves him seeing whatever Will has painted for him. Um the uh the thing that will be interesting, i think that will be finally like confirmed or revealed or whatever uh that vecna was behind taking will in the first place in the first step, first season um i'm kind of mm. on that train i've seen that theory floating around and i'm definitely getting on that train um i think the end of season four and all of season five will show that the mind flayer will the events of season two. Everything ha- will be tied back to Vecna as the big bad, and not as some other big ve- the like the mind flayer or something like that. All of those I'm gonna st- I'm saying now, and th- this will probably only be hinted at in these episodes, Border it won't even be touched until the next se- next season. I'm predicting that Vecna, all all of the stuff that has come through. And from the upside down is all Vecna trying to get to the other side again.
0: I am 100% with you on I think Vecna is actually the big bad of the show. Yeah, Like, they can tell us the Mind Flayer is the one in charge of the upside down or whatever. I can absolutely see Vecna absorbing the Mind Flayer's powers or mm-hmm. even merging with the Mind Flayer to be someone of that size. But having the powers of Vecna... Um I'm on the fence about whether I think Mike will not Mike will will mm-hmm. if Mike if Will was always under Vecna's watch or if Will will turn bad for the final season because something Interesting ha- Some people have pointed out very similar dialogue to Vecna's origin And dialogue that's been said about Will specifically, and they're almost verbatim of, like, my family forgot about me. Uh, Like, I was always viewed as, like, the good, quiet, weird kid, which I'm going, um, what? (laughs) But Will, mm, I was about to say, Will has not been shown to have any powers, but he does always have some form of a connection to the Upside Down, so... Mm that could be interesting Um, yeah
1: i i can totally see that though but like i i don't know if i want to go as far as make this beloved character and maybe not beloved but make this character who has been a core to the story turn bad for the final movie i to me i see that as a moment of being like look we at one point we were the same thing and look how different we turned out like this is like what you were doing is not the like that doesn't have to be the end. That doesn't have to be the outcome. Like you can be something else. Um, but, you know, that maybe that's just me trying to be positive because I don't. I don't really want Will to die. But like, you know, I, yeah, the, I don't the see bo- him dying. Body bags.
0: Get him a body bag. Get him a body bag. <laughs> uh, what else you got? Because I have one really big one, but that pertains mainly to the direction of season five more than anything else. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, to me, I think uh, they're saving Eleven to meet Vecna until season five. I don't think they're going to – she'll even make it to Hawkins. Or she might make it to Hawkins uh, by the end. Uh, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Jeez. Uh, <coughs> um, I could even say that I think they're going to save the reunion to, uh, of Eleven and Hopper to season, to season five. Because um, that feels like a finale moment to me. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of all that I have put together a little bit. I, I, I think we've kind of agree on who we think is going to be kicking the bucket and who's not. Um, I'm going to be absolutely heartbroken if it's a lot more than we thought, than we think it's going to be. Um, but
0: I'll be okay if it is because oh, stakes yeah, are good
1: yes absolutely uh i prefer my medium rare but also story stakes are are great
0: (laughs) i think my final like predictions i think eddie and robin will be the two like big hard Mm -hmm. deaths but for overarching thing i'm gonna save my biggest for last i think the season ends and sets the stage up for season five of vecna comes through the portal at Hawkins lab and comes Mm -hmm. to earth and the upside down and Hawkins merge. I I can see that. I think both worlds collide and Vecna begins to his rule over earth, basically. And Hawkins is the, is the center point. (laughs) Hawkins is the center point and everything branches out from there, setting up for season five of, Oh God everything's going bad and he's taking over the world and he obviously will be the one in charge not the mind flare um I think Vecna and Eleven will fight in the finale yeah and Eleven will get bodied like okay badly to the point of I think she and the rest of the crew lose so badly that we're gonna need a lot of time to recover also known as several year time gap. Interesting. I I don't know if we can get away with several years, but a long time between Vecna taking over Hawkins and the surrounding areas to when they actually had the full strength to actually finally be able to beat him. So to speak, I Hmm. can see the upside down and our world not being two separate entities anymore. They, they are, it's an incursion, so to speak from Dr. Strange. It's, they're both struggling to exist in the same universe and that potentially could destroy them both.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think the question I've just kind of came up, just kind of hit me in the head is, um, did the upside down get shaped because Vecna was there? Did like, did Vecna shape the upside down into what it is or was was it it always there? Always there because of what, whenever, um, 11 put like puts him in, puts him there basically. Um, it, it looks nothing like the Upside Down that we know. So I'm very, very curious is if, if they're going to kind of reveal, because they've already kind of posed the question of like, how long has it been there? Has it always been there? And like what exactly the, the Upside Down is and where it comes from? Because um, I think if you're going to have an incursion, yes, the creatures are already scary, but like, I feel like at some point you have to kind of explain what, this space is where these creatures come from and stuff like that, in order to really make it like kind of terrifying that, Oh, these things definitely should not come to our space.
0: I can also see um, if Vecna is taking over our world, him closing the portal to mm-hmm. everything and trapping some of our characters there because gosh, Stranger Things loves to trap certain characters in the upside down and pretend that they're never going to come back. Um, yep. Yep. I could absolutely see that happening of like maybe Eddie and Robin or some other people die and Steve and Nancy are stuck in the upside down for a while or stuck in limbo, so to speak, until next season. I think there's a lot of interesting directions for this finale, and I'm super amped to see what they bring to the table. They just need to nail the landing. They've really knocked it out of the park with this season so far. The show in general, I really, really love, but season four has... I didn't know how it would be because it had been such a long break between mm-hmm. season one, uh, season three and season four. But clearly the time away only made for a better story and better script. So I cannot complain in the slightest. Um, Yeah, I'm ready for this finale. Josh, any last minute thoughts on the finale? Or nah, dude, five? I'm, su-
1: I'm super excited. It might be one of those things that I might I probably won't get to watch it in day of. But uh, Stay I off will... social media yeah i'm gonna have to stay off social media and actually have to i i might try to make make it like an event for myself you know
0: that's but what like, we'll, and i do, st- doing we're getting pizza and everything else yeah stated. so we'll
1: see we'll, we'll see what happens but i'm i'm super excited i might and go back and watch like episode six and seven just to kind I, of yeah get i into will, it,
0: just for a refresher but
1: yeah absolutely but yeah i'm super excited for it um i'm excited that this show has a, is going to have a definitive end in in, in season five before we get
0: spinoffs.
1: Yeah, but like, I'm excited that a show recognizes like, no, like we have a story and we want to have a stopping point. We're not just going to go till we
0: die kind of thing. Well, technically, yeah, Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, hate that show. <laughs> well what do you guys think are you excited for stranger things finale you kind of eh about stranger things if so what's wrong with you what are your predictions for season five let us know in the comments below it was like came from you guys and as always if you like what you hear and you want to hear more subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to it's on whether it's itunes spotify google podcast youtube and if you haven't already subscribe to us on youtube at uncharted media help us get to 700 subscribers for the end of the year and as always stay sharp movie guys and gals